Hi, I'm Adam Jetson. Welcome to the podcast. Before we get started on today's podcast, let me tell you how to get in touch with us. You can subscribe to our YouTube at First Comes Love. You can also reach out to us on Instagram or TikTok, First Comes Love TCM. You can also give us a call. Leave us a voicemail at 412-568-3763. That's 412-LOVE-POD. And lastly, you can send us an email. Let's talk at firstcomeslovethencomesmarriage.com. Mommy and Daddy sitting in the tree. K-I-S-I-N-D. First comes love, then comes spirit, then comes baby and the baby carrots. Hey y'all, welcome to First Comes Love, Then Comes Marriage podcast. My name is Lindsay Jackson. And I'm Aaron Jackson. And on this, what is this, the third episode of season four, we are recapping, we're talking about all the things that we got from the second episode with Dr. Emily McKnight. So I'm really excited to dive in. Let's let's go for it. What was the first take that you can remember just listening to that episode? Uh, Just Friends episode, episode two, season four. Yes. Was, I, I really liked it. And the first thing that I really enjoyed, and I thought it was very interesting, it was kind of her requirements to to her clients. And one okay. of the things that she said was, you, you have to have a desire to be married. Mm. Uh, and I thought that was very interesting because I'm like reading an audio book or the, somebody's reading to me and they're talking about uh, desire and passion and how it's more than want. Right. And so like I could want to, I don't know, get six pack abs, right? I could want it, but there's some people like Arnold Schwarzenegger who that was his desire to be a bodybuilder. So the it's just the desire to me pushes past want and and gives it more purpose mm-hmm. uh, more intention so you're talking about when she was like the people i coach desire to be married yeah and so like when i think about dating cuz it was such a cool episode for us to be a part of i'm like man we haven't dated pre-marriage in 9 years right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you're still, we're still dating each other, yeah. but we haven't dated pre-marriage. And so I think like, okay, wow, that's number one, the desire to be married. And so just when you were talking, the difference between desire and want mm-hmm. and understanding that with desire, to me, with desire comes some sort of sacrifice, some level of sacrifice. That's what I think, because I think like, okay, what have I desired in my life? Like I've desired to become a dancer and yes, yes, exactly. And I remember praying about this. Like Mm -hmm. I can vividly remember talking to God and there's a scripture and it's like, God is going to give you the desires of your heart. And I remember asking him, like, I, I want to tour. I want to dance. I want to get paid to dance all over the world. And I, I remember being specific with my prayers, but I remember thinking, okay, this is a desire one. And two, what am I doing to help fulfill that desire? So like, okay, I might have to get up early or 
stay late or go to class when I don't feel like it or not go to birthday parties or not do these functions or, you know, kind of sacrifice the things that I want. See, want versus desire. The things that I want for what I actually and truly desire. And so when Emily was talking, Dr. McKnight was talking, she was saying like, okay, you desire to be married. So what is the sacrifice that you're making because you desire to be married? So I don't, I don't know, that's, that's interesting because I didn't think about marriage like that. I knew that I wanted to get married, but I didn't think about it like that. Oh, I knew that I had a desire to marry you. Yeah. I wanted to be married to you. <laughs> I wanted and I desired to be married to you. So yeah. when she said that, uh, it reminds me of one, of one of my movies. It's like my romantic comedy movie that I like. And it's Hitched. Oh my gosh, you love this movie. I, yeah, I love he it. loves this movie. You love this movie, and I actually do not like this movie it's for a many reasons. It's a Will Smith rom com. It's really good. It's not good. It he... is. It is. Okay. It is. If you haven't seen Hitch, see Hitch because then you can tell us, you know. So, <laughs> in Hitch, he is a matchmaker. Hitch is a matchmaker. Yes. And there was, and he's recommended by people, and he has an interview with him, like, how'd you get my number and stuff? And in the movie, one guy got Hitch's number and they had the meeting and he was basically like, I just wanna I just wanna jump her bones and then Yeah, I really wanna... I haven't figured out how to have sex with this yeah, woman. Yeah. Can you help me? And and Will Smith's character was like, Wait, wait, no, yeah. you're not the client for me. You are I... not the client for me. Okay. And so I feel like when you are when I am purposefully doing something uh, I have a desire and I'm very purposeful. Uh -huh. Like uh, one of the things that Dr. McKnight said was put on earrings and like take a shower. Just knowing knowing that you're going to be meeting people. Yeah. Uh, knowing that you're going to be attracting people because that's what uh, you want. That's what you desire. I just, I found that very interesting that I knew that I wanted to marry you. It was my desire and it was almost like nothing was going to stop me. Yeah. So... If I have something that I want and nothing's going to stop me, that means that, yes, I will have to sacrifice some things. That might be hanging out with my friends. That might be uh, talking to some women, right? Right, uh, right. That, that might get me in a situation, a sticky situation. It might mean that I need to hit the books and learn more and get more culture and learn about dance and learn about poetry and learn about <laughs> uh, things like this. Figure out how to date you. Read more books. Like you, you and I, we have a book club together, and you like to read. Yeah. I was not like a book reader like yeah. that. So learning stuff like that and knowing what I want, like seeing that target and then going for it, uh, it's really purposeful in the dating world. If you want to get married, right. like uh, if you if you desire to get married. Uh, desire puts the, I, I think it puts like the, the oomph into the want. Yeah, a want without without movement, a want without action is a wish, basically. Yes, and if you just wishing upon a star, then yeah. you're actually not getting anything done. So that was that was my one. That was one of my takes that I I really uh, I was like, wow, this is this is good stuff. Okay, okay. I think the first thing that I can remember when I think about that episode is, and this is so simple, but it was like her dating tips and what is successful dating, you know? And it goes back to like what you were saying about Hitch. What do you want when you're dating? Mm -hmm. And so everybody 
doesn't want marriage, which is it actually now let me let me back up because I was talking to a girlfriend at work and I was like, do all of your single friends want to get married? And she was like, yeah, I I think so. And I I posed this question because some people are like, I don't really want to get married anymore or I don't really think I can get married anymore. And it goes back to our first episode and it so anyway, what you get out of dating and the dating tips that Dr. McKnight shared were for the person who wants to be married. Uh-huh. And so one of her dating tips was, of course, be presentable. You know, the affirmation of I will attract people everywhere I go, which uh-huh. is like gold. Um, the other one was like actually understanding your boundaries. And it goes back to abstinence. Uh-huh. Um, but understanding like, okay, I am not going to indulge in my sexual desires because yeah. there's that desire, yeah. my sexual wants and my sexual pleasures because I want to understand us first. I want to understand like how we communicate. How do, do we, how, what do we like? What do we, how do we talk to each other? And that dating tip is so like, it's so, it's so important. And I, she was like, it's not popular. It's important, yeah. but it's not popular. People are like, oh, why would I Why would I do this? I want to just kind of have this beginning stage of chemistry and falling in love and do all of this, all that. But she was like, on the back end, it kind of puts you behind because you didn't get the opportunity to know each other first. And I was like, wow, that's, that's good. Yeah, there was one part uh, that I don't know... Uh, we put it on the podcast or not but she talked about just having an attraction to somebody and when she she said she has a type and then she was on the bus with a type and to listen to their body when they meet a man if you are intrigued by let's say their intellect or their humor right that's cool but if your loins just start popping all over the place I would say run from that. You know what I mean? Like pay attention. <laughs> if it's that sexual energy immediately upon meeting somebody, really? run from that. Wow. Yes. Yes. I remember being out in Iowa um, and I would catch the bus because it was easier for us to, to catch the bus than to drive in snow because we're from LA. We didn't know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And so I remember all these football players got on the bus. I said, like, oh, uh-huh. I'm 30 something. <laughs> I don't be around no team of football players. I pulled that little lever and got right off. Time, excuse me. I am a married 30 something woman carrying a baby and y'all thick neck dudes and not about to sit up here and surround me. Time, hey, how you doing? Mm-mm, I'm fine because I'm getting ready to get off. Like, no, yeah, you know, so yeah. you have to carry that with you forever. So it, as a single, I would say pay attention to that. Mm. Pay attention to that. Like, see what attracts you. Is it you know, um, I understand looks and attraction, but the sexual attraction is a clear sign. Like strong sexual attraction is just, is too much. It's dangerous. I would rather you get somebody who <laughs> you're friends with, you communicate with, who's also good looking. And then you, that sexual attraction grows, mm-hmm. you know, but right away, trouble. I find it so interesting because yeah. I was talking to one of my my single friends and I said, have you, I asked her if she wanted to get married and she was kind of like, um, 
she was more so like indifferent about it. Yes, mm-hmm. I want to get married. Mm-hmm. She liked the idea, but it wasn't like, okay. And I was like, have you ever saw somebody who you instantly had a sexual uh, urge towards? Right. And, I, and she said yes. And I was like, how did it go? And she was like, it went well because, you know, she pursued him and, you know, that happened. But it didn't end in marriage. Right. And so the purpose of that was because it was a sexual urge. And uh, I was just reading in, uh, what's that book I'm reading right now? Oh, uh, Think and Grow Rich. Yes. Think and Grow Rich. They were just talking about sexual urges and how it's a very powerful thing to get your body moving. Sex is a symbol. Uh, sex is a symbol to your body to do something. It wants physical touch. And so when when you see that person, and Dr. Amy McLight was like, if you see that person, run. <laughs> because you're going to skip all of the stages that grow a healthy relationship, a long-lasting relationship. You're going to go straight towards the physical right. because you're so physically attracted. So it's it's almost like the is is there love at first sight right the mm. are people always say love at first sight or lust at first sight right? right right and knowing yourself knowing your boundaries knowing i should not be with this girl like i truthfully when i was a little bit younger in our marriage if it was a girl with locks or it was like a a girl who was like a dancer, any kind of dancer. Yeah. I kept my distance. Like I was like, nope, not going to do it. Not going to do it. <laughs> because it's a you're little not bit of a temptation. Yeah. It's a yeah. little bit of like, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, you know what? Curiosity definitely killed the cat and it's not going to kill the marriage. <laughs> and so doing, doing that, knowing your boundary, knowing yourself, knowing your type, there's different types. Like there's like a body type that you like, but there's also like a personality type that yes, you like. Yes. And knowing like, hey, and let's not go straight to the bedroom. Let's mm. let's wait. Uh it's it's so interesting. It's so many guys in the friend zone right now mm-hmm. because they're the they're the good guy. They have all the qualities, but the, the woman's like the woman is like, oh no, the physical is not there. Right. I mean, if if he's if he's a good looking guy, and you're just like, oh, I'm I'm not attracted to him. I guess, but I, there are there are guys missing out or women missing out. It's kind of like the love of your life could be right in front of your face. Right. But you're you're worried about the physical and you're worried about other things besides the purpose of having a happy, healthy marriage. Yeah. Well. That goes back to her point, like, what is it that you want? What is it that you desire? Mm-hmm. And then kind of focusing in. But let me ask you a question, because this is something I, I think about. Do you actually think or that people who date now, because we asked her, how has dating changed now in 2023? Mm-hmm. What is mm-hmm. the difference? And, you know, we talked about apps, but do you think that people now can actually date without having sex? Yes. Mm. I think it's possible. I think it takes a lot of Mm self-discipline. And it takes a lot of why. So Mm. knowing what I want to do, how am I going to get there, having a plan to get there, I can see. And now that I'm older, I kind of feel like it's easier to abstain. 
The home, my home runs aren't as crazy as they were. Uh, you you were pregnant uh, multiple times, and <laughs> like it's like oh you can't have sex for these six weeks, right? You know? Right. And that's I mean six weeks is not a long time in the grand grand scheme of things, but it's like okay me knowing maybe the the fact that I know that sex will come after the six weeks might be helpful, but. I feel like the more mature I am, and the it's about discipline, it's about self control. So, uh, if if I'm looking for a a partner for life, mm. and one of the ways to get it is abstaining, right? Then why not do that? It's like I want to be healthy, and one of the ways to do it is like being vegan. Or something, and some people, some people turn vegan because of that. Yeah. You stop eating meat. Uh, they, well, you you eat fish, but you stop eating meat. Sometimes you see something, and you're like, you know what? This is a good idea. This is a good plan. Let me do it. So I do believe that people can stop having sex or abstain for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like nuns and stuff like that. That's on them. But <laughs> uh, I mean, it's easier said than done. And so I think about that, like, especially the hormones, the hormones that we had as teenagers versus the hormones that we had in our 20s and now in our 30s are completely different. And so asking a teenager to understand their body and then to understand how to control it, that to me is like, it's tough. Oh, I can't. I mean, like, what? How? How? How did we? But I, I. I get the mindset behind it and I get understanding like, okay, especially when. It's like you're in this position, you're at a certain age, and the dating hasn't worked. So it's like, why not, like how Dr. McKnight said, she's like, why not try this? It hasn't worked previously, you know, obviously the new thing now that parents and people will say like, okay, if you're going to have sex, make sure it's for this and this and this purposes. So, oh yeah, you know, make sure it's somebody you love. It's somebody you love Mm -hmm. and, you know, all of the things, but then in the end, if it still ends in, you know, broken heart or whatever the case may be, it's like, okay, well, why not try it this way? Why not even try it this way? And so I, a part of me is like, man, especially because we have kids and I know this isn't that topic. This is the dating topic. But I think about like, what are we, what are we going to teach our kids about dating? Mm-hmm. About like how to, how to date, how to talk to people. I mean, we got two boys, so this is more so on you. No, <laughs> they can watch. Look, watch me date your mom and then learn. Yeah. Welcome to the In My Wrong segment of First Comes Love, Then Comes Marriage podcast. This is a part of the show where I give a situation and you tell me if I'm wrong or if Lindsay is wrong. So this is the situation. We are on the airplane. We have two boys. It's four people in the family, three seats. Okay. And our son, Shine Major Jackson, is uh, he has a full diaper. So we're about, it's a what, six hour flight? <laughs> we're about five hours in. And, and we need to change them before we start the descent. I hate is a strong word. I hate changing diapers on an airplane specifically i don't mind changing diapers anywhere else i hate mind you remember that changing diapers on 
the airplane. Now, Lindsay asked me if I could change the diaper. I, I expressed myself. I told her how much I do not like it. She <laughs> was indifferent about changing the diaper, not as passionate as I was, but she didn't want to do it. So we, we agreed <laughs> to do a rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, whoever loses has to change shine. We went three times. Let's do rock, paper, scissors right now. What not... are you talking about? <laughs> no, we, we did best out of three. I won, I won two out of three. And then she goes, well, if I take him, I'm being upset. And so I end up taking him to go get changed. And I didn't like it. He didn't even poop or anything. I just don't like, it's too, it's too tight for me. But she did not honor the rock, paper, scissors covenant that we had. Am I wrong for being upset? Because I was, I was getting kind of ticked that Lindsay did not honor our rock, paper, scissors covenant. Wow. This was a month ago, at least. And he's still holding this. So hey, you clearly was really upset. Let me just say this. Okay. People have two different ways to do rock, paper, scissors. People do rock, paper, scissors, right? And this is the rock, or the rock, paper, scissors, or they do rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. I do rock, paper, scissors. Aaron decided that he wanted to do rock, paper, scissors, shoot. So he saw what I put out first and then, and then we let go of that first one, but it kind of threw off my game. It threw off the game. And so uh, I just want to say that first okay. because number one, you know, figure out how y'all people play rock, paper, scissors. This is mm, important. We've mm. been knowing each other all our lives. And to this day, I'm just seeing that he don't play rock, paper, scissors the right way. So that's number one. Number two, yes, nobody like changing no baby's diapers on the airplane. So, okay, is he wrong to be tight? I don't know, y'all. <laughs> Cause I yeah, think I'm okay. Yeah, you're just like, oh, as long as the wife is happy, I understand. But you can always call the voicemail at 412-LOVE-POD. That's 412-5683-763. Or you can DM us on Instagram or TikTok, First Comes Love, TCM. You can also email us. Let's talk at firstcomeslovethencomesmarriage.com. One more thing. We are on YouTube now. Oh, yeah. Uh, to find us on YouTube yeah. is at First Comes Love. If you put the at sign, First Comes Love, we pop it up. Make sure you do subscribe and comment. That's it. So we're back <laughs> talking, uh, doing the recap from Dr. Emily McKnight, our episode two. We we're going a little bit deeper. It was a long episode. And yeah. I feel like sometimes we do an episode and we don't get really juicy so this is a little bit more because some people are like i want more of this i want more of this yeah and one one of the things that she talked about and it was another interesting thing i was like oh i need to talk about this yeah it's something that you always think about is what to say and what not to say on the first date like uh, uh, i always talk about this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and she talked about time and she said sometimes it takes times but my question for her was what are what are things that you should not talk about mm -hmm. and she she really was like don't talk about trauma on the first date right basically and don't talk about money finances finances money, money status status yes so how do you feel about that and like because you haven't been dating in a long time but right. have you thought about stuff like that I have. That's such a good point. And so 
the main thing that I got, she was like, keep it light, keep it friendship, keep it like, I'm just gonna, what she did say, <laughs> get to know your cousin, which I was like, mm-mm, if I'm attracted to this person, it's not the same. I have a level of flirtation, you know, um, but still to keep it light. And so I think when you add in money and status, it turns it to like almost a competition. Mm. And you shouldn't be competing already. I mean, period, we talked about that, yeah. but especially in the beginning, like it can be intimidating for one or the other person. And that's not the goal. That's not the goal to be intimidating. The goal might be, I want him or her to, to think like I'm super cool. I don't know, I sounded corny. <laughs> or I want them to think that like, you know, I'm important that I have worth, that I have value, which is good. Um, they should already come with that, whether they know you or not, they're going to, they should value you. But it shouldn't be like, oh, okay, just so you know, I have this position at work. And also, oh, well, yesterday I just, I flew to Dubai and I came back, you know, kind of like, um, uh, what's it when you name drop mm -hmm. and you, you know, I thought that was a really good point because I, hear that just when I meet people, friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I think about relationships in general, I think people do that. Um, it's something that I'd never like to do just because I thought, okay, if I tell people I work at Lion King, people are gonna take advantage yeah. of me. <laughs> so you know this about me, it's just recently that I started being comfortable enough to tell people when they don't know me like where I work most of the time I'll just say I'm a dancer and I'll let your imagination run wild or you know I'll say I work on Broadway and maybe you think I'm an usher or something and I won't tell you what show but like telling people where I work it actually was a little bit maybe it was something about me that I was like I don't want people I don't mm. want to I don't want to start the relationship with you knowing something that is cool about me or not yeah. cool but it could put me at a different level because i know that it does put me at a different level so you know um i think i think about that and i think that is probably the best point when it comes to what not to say when you're on your first date when you're getting to know someone and it also has to do with what you are how you're presenting it so if you already come with this level like i'm better than then you're not coming at it from the right point. I totally agree with you because you've always been humble when it came to you being on Broadway. 10 years, a decade on Broadway, <laughs> a decade on Broadway, The Lion King. Uh, and you don't really tell people that. Uh, you're, you're about to... You're about to go back to our home church to do a performance. Uh, and so I was thinking about that and I was like, Lindsay is probably one of the more successful dancers when it came from like the people at our church. Right. Uh, you and Jonathan. I would mm -hmm. think that would be the, the two names that people were like, yeah, these people went all the way to Broadway and they're doing things and they're still dancing. I mean, other people were successful in other ways, but you were dancing. And when you when you said that and you were talking about how your friends, how you hear friends and I hear people do it, too. It's the posturing. Right. I'm better than you. This is my status. Uh, and the cool thing I realized about just living my everyday life is that 
knowing my self-worth mm-hmm. and walking into the room and knowing how much I worth I'm worth that right there right people see that and so if I'm on a date and if I'm on a first date and I believe in myself and I think that I'm handsome and I'm presenting myself well and I know everything that I know and I love myself right I'm not like super sure like it's not like I'm cocky but I will have that confidence and people are attracted to that yes if, um, the cool thing people always say about wedding rings it's like once you get a wedding ring then you know people are attracted to you women women get on you and stuff like that (laughs) the thing is if somebody loves you then that means you're lovable right so if i love myself that means i'm lovable because somebody loves me yes and that's how i see it love loving myself is going to translate into attracting people like she said attracting people so i don't need to go to a date uh posturing and trying to big myself up and stuff like that because i'm already already have that confidence Mm -hmm. and i I think that's a real important thing and just knowing hey this is who i am this is what i bring to the table i I hate that saying anyway (laughs) but this is who i am this is what i bring to the table this is my purpose Mm. that that stuff really translates one thing that Dr. McKnight said, and I'm not sure if this was before or after we stopped recording, because we <clears throat> we got to talking even afterwards just mm-hmm. about, you know, what's going on. And she was saying how um, you need to, how therapy is crucial nowadays. Mm. It wasn't back in the day, but working on self is so important before you go into a relationship because understanding self before you connect with someone else it'll give you that self-esteem it'll mm-hmm. give you that confidence that you won't seek from someone else that's number one but then also number two and i thought this was such a really good point it was hearing from god now and- we're in 2023 mm-hmm. the pattern that i've been seeing is god is telling you to get your butt in therapy do some deep healing before i even introduce you to this man of God that you're praying for, this woman of God that you're praying for, you have to deal with it. And I think it's one of the sweetest gifts that God can do for us because it's painful in marriage to say, I didn't know that this was an issue. I didn't know that I made this thing a part of my identity. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that pornography was a thing. And now it's a thing in marriage and women don't talk about it but now I got to say this to my husband. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, it's painful. Right. After all this praying, after, you know, being, you know, with someone that you love and you feel like God brought you together. And then now you have this mirror staring back in your face where you have to admit that you brought in some stuff that you didn't know you were bringing in. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's what I think has changed in this time. And I think singles definitely need to take it seriously. Mm. And we, she said it and she said it so beautifully, but I just want to, you know, hammer it in in because it was like, okay. um, She said the point was, it was like, okay, maybe I'm not drinking a lot of times. And this is something that I don't know if people still do, but you know how, um, what's it called when you drink before you go out? A pregame. Pregame. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, and people would pregame, you know, kind of like get the jitters away. Or I saw a show where this guy, you know, had to masturbate so that he could be done with it and he didn't have the urge or whatever it is. And so it was kind of like, no, but so I was thinking like, wow, you know, that those things are also like, that's not putting you to me in the right headspace to get ready to go to this date to talk to this person, to be yourself, to understand who they are and to get to know each other in that in that sense, to hear from God and to really just have no distractions. And I thought that was a really good point, a valuable point about dating, first dates, second dates, third dates, all those beginning stages, really understanding like, okay, I need to come at this and be myself and be level-headed, clear-headed and be willing to open up and hear what the other person has to say without any level of I'm better than thought those were really good points in closing I think closing up um my question for you and and watching and watching the last episode and listening in the last episode and also participating in the last episode yeah if you were coaching somebody or you were talking to a friend who wanted to get married what would you say what would you say what would your advice be they go hey Lindsay, uh what i knew I about know, what about what, what, what like, specifically? What, like what kind of advice would you give from from there that you were like you know what this is this is what i really think that you should know yeah. that would be helpful are they already dating no single ready to <laughs> mingle you know um this, I remember her saying how she enjoyed dating. Once she realized that she took sex out of the equation, she was like, I really enjoyed my dating experience. And um, honestly, I, I want that as well. I want people to enjoy dating. Mm -hmm. I want them to enjoy dating and not be scarred and not be scared by going out on dates. Um, I remember, and we've talked about this before, that we read the book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye, and it was the moral of the story, if I can remember, it was pretty much like, you don't need to go on a lot of dates. <laughs> it was oh, like, yeah. date with the intention to marry and really just date the one person that you're supposed to marry. But that is not, that's, I think that's a little bit outdated, if I will say. That's not really where it is. You are supposed to go on dates and you are supposed to get to know people and you are supposed to take it slow. So not rush into anything, not rush into falling in love, not rush into this is gonna be the person, but just like discovering who you are, discovering who they are, discovering who you are together and coming from the point where you do have time because really it's God's timing. It's not your timing anyway. I think recognizing that is really important. It's not, I know a lot of times, especially now that we're in our 30s, if I talk to people, they'll say, okay, I need to get married. Uh -huh. You know, as a woman, I need to get married. I need to have kids and there's a timing, but that comes with desperation. And uh -huh. you don't need to go into it being desperate. You need to go in it being calm and cool and you know, yourself. So I would definitely say, have fun. Take your time. That's dope. That's dope. 
I had one in mind when I asked you the question, and it completely <laughs> slipped my mind. Don't think about it. Maybe because, I need to ask you. Because yours is so good. Okay. Ask I'm going to ask you. If you you got your friends, okay. they're dating, mm. they're dating, they want to marry, mm. what would you say to them? I would say, as much as things have changed, stuff is still the same. So, <laughs> you, could, you could still meet people uh, at church. You could still meet somebody at the job. You could meet somebody going to the grocery store and stuff like that. Uh, so, don't limit, don't limit yourself to saying, okay, there's nobody out there. I have to go through the app, right? Mm. Uh, be open to all the experiences that come with this journey of dating. Yeah. You got to be open. You got to be open. And you know what? Just to just to piggyback, I know you want to wrap it up, but for real, just to piggyback, there was one thing that she said. It was about affirmations. And you said it um, when we were talking about it, we were listening to the episode. It was so good because affirmations give you that maybe if you need a little bit more power within yourself, it gives you that. And her affirmation that she said, kind of off the cusp, but it was really good. It was... I attract people everywhere I go. Yeah. And she was like, even if it's like you're attracting friendships and then eventually it would be you, you're attracting romantic relationships and you're attracting, you know, um, work relationships and you're, you're, I attract people everywhere I go. And when she said it, just that simple statement right there, and that might be a mantra for someone, you know, as they leave the house, it works. I know it works because I've said things and I'm like, thank you. Thank you, God. You know, like I, I believe it and it works. So I want to end on that. So thank you for joining us, watching us, listening to us. Thank you for coming in and recapping with us. Please reach out. Let us know what you think. You can DM us on Instagram or TikTok. First comes love TCM. You can call our voicemail at 412-LOVE-POD. That is 412-5683-763. And you can email us. Let's talk at firstcomeslove, thencomesmarriage.com. See, See you, you next, next Friday. Friday.